In this episode of The Ziggler Show, I have a double habits episode for you. What are the habits of one of the top 20 wealthiest people on planet Earth and the CEO that runs multiple foundations for him? Well, I'm back with Charles Koch and Brian Hooks, my guests from episode 855, where we talked about believing in people instead of controlling them. You'll enjoy hearing the habits of both Charles and his much younger mentee, Brian. Welcome, everyone. I'm Kevin Miller, and this is The Ziggler Show, where our focus is increasing your performance in your personal and professional life, drawing straight from the legacy of one of the most inspiring leaders of our age, Zig Ziggler. This is the habits episode I do with almost every guest, because what you hear is all these leaders and high achievers are just real, regular people. They're not special, but they are real, regular people who get superior results from their lives because they choose to do special things, things you and I can do, too. As of this recording, Charles Koch is worth $50 billion and ranked as the 15th wealthiest person on planet Earth. Brian Hooks is CEO and president of three of Charles' philanthropic organizations. So I had them together in episode 855 to discuss their co-authored book, Believe in People. Well, this is my habit show, and I walk through the seven spokes on the Ziegler Wheel of Life and let them tag team on their answers. It was Brian talking about his spiritual habits who said he strives to emulate the attribute of being entitled to nothing and grateful for everything. Charles had lots of insight to share, though he ended by divulging he's a big Bob Dylan fan. All right, this should be fun. I think I've only done this uh, one other time and had two people to talk through uh, to talk through their habits. So uh, uh, this will be interesting. There's a there's an age gap between you guys. What is the age gap between you guys? Well, he's uh, you're not mature now, right? That's right. I just back <laughs> in maturity. Well, before my birthday, he was half my age. So I say, okay, you're half my age now. You're mature. <laughs> and since I had a birthday, he's behind. So he's got some growing up to do. Well, of but, course. Put it this way: I've, I've worked with Charles now for almost half my life. So that, that's got to say, that's got to count for something. That's... Well, yet not work for me, work with me. With, yeah, yeah. I mean, you give me, you tell, you give me more assignments than I give you. <laughs> well, this will be fun. Then I'm just gonna walk through the seven spokes here and here again what your daily routines are the daily habits the things that help you guys achieve the success that you want in your business and in your life first one is just the physical and nutrition things the things that you uh, hold dear to keep you well and Charles you're 85 and you're writing books you've obviously done some uh, good routines I would imagine they probably don't include a pack of cigarettes a day or anything like that what do you do uh, every day to keep yourself where you want to be well, I, uh, I uh, work out uh, uh, at least an hour. Uh, uh, my goal is an hour and a half every day. And, uh, and I, uh, I try to eat balanced meals. I, I don't go on diets, but I watch the quantity I eat. Mm-hmm. Eat balanced food. I don't eat between meals. I eat three meals a day. I'm I'm pretty rigorous on on these things, and then I have pretty rigorous schedules. I mean, I uh, and so I I need I want to exercise my mind and my body every day. So every day I'm trying to learn new principles I can apply, or thinking of okay, how do we apply our principles and our and use our capabilities in a way that will create more value. 
that will make a bigger contribution. And every day, I, what keeps me going is how do I contribute today? Yeah. So that's those are my kind of general routines. And never waste a moment, right? I mean, even to the extent that oh, you, yeah. you walk up the stairs in the office rather than take the elevator, those yeah. sorts of things are, are conscious. And I, and I have in my car, it's only a 10-minute drive to the office, but I have books on tape. Yeah. And so I don't, yeah, I don't waste a minute. Brian, how about you? What's happening on the, uh, the wellness side of your life? Well, you know, I, I like to say I, uh, I, I haven't gotten to where Charles is on discipline, but I aspire to it. I, uh, I, I do try to exercise. Uh, I try every day uh, these days. Uh, but my, my mantra is eat good food. Uh, amen. It's really important. Eat good food. Life's too short not to, right? Cook it yourself and, uh, and start from scratch. Yeah, that's, that's, that's one of my passions. How about sleep? This is one that I didn't used to separate out, but it has become, I think we're more sleep deprived. We get less sleep, we get less quality. And uh, what do you guys do there? And again, you know, Charles, when you look at uh, people your age, they're not often on the spry side as you are. And I'll, I'll even ask that historically for you, the priority of sleep. Well, I try, I try to, to, to get close let's say seven and a half to eight hours with the lights off is, and I, I want, I wear one of those uh, watches that not watches, but devices that sh- showed how much uh, you're really sleeping. Yeah. It's as much as an hour less than the time you have the, the lights off. Yeah. So if I'm, if I'm have the lights off seven and a half hours, it means I'm only really getting six and a half. But I, my ideal would be to get seven hours of real sleep a, a night. As I understand, that's that's the optimum for you. And I don't always get there, but but so I work I work to approach that. Brian, you. I have to admit uh, failure on this point. I, I ascribe more to the uh, "we'll sleep when we're dead" uh, school of thought, which I know is not the right thing to do, but. Yeah. I, I'm lucky. I usually get about six hours and, and feel feel pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. How about on the relationship side? And uh, again, you guys are at different places of life, but incredibly busy people. What do you do routinely to keep your relationships in the healthy place you want them to be? Well, for me, I mean, most important, my family. I have a great relationship with my wife. We've been together 51 years. And uh, and she has helped me tremendously. Talk about a great partner, because we we have complement. We share vision and values, and we have complementary capabilities. I'm only good at a narrow range of things, and she's good at everything else. <laughs> so he she helps me tremendously. And then we have great relationships with our kids. They we love to get together. We have great philosophical and other discussions, and. Uh, and then uh, my son has uh, has three children, and so we get together with them uh, regularly. And when we're not together, we FaceTime now with the new technology. We can sure. FaceTime. That's that's great too. And then uh, my main communities are are with the people here at Coke Industries and the people in Stand Together. And then I have some other friends. I try to play golf once a week. I don't always make it. I have th- those friends that I socialize with some and stuff, but I, I don't spend a lot of time on that, but I try to maintain that. You know, it's tough. To, it's tough. This is 
for me, one of the most important things in my life, too, is, is family and, and yeah. friends. But when you've got a breakneck schedule, like so many people do, and you, you, you know, you, you like what you're doing, it's tough to yeah. it's tough to find to make sure that you're you're actually living by your priorities. Yeah. Two things that have really helped me on this front. One is every morning that I'm home, uh, if I'm not on the road, uh, I make it a point to have breakfast with my daughter, mm. my, my seven year old daughter. And even if it's 15 minutes and even if she's bleary eyed because it's six o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. that time is really precious. And you, you learn a lot about yourself, actually, in a conversation, even a 15 minute conversation with a seven year old. Um, the other thing is something that one of the business leaders that we work with at Stand Together uh, shared with me early on. He, he said it was one of the mistakes he made in his career. He said he never took a vacation. And he said, make sure you always make time to be with your family outside of your daily routine. And just, it, it, it'll seem like it's too costly at the time, but it matters. And so I'm fortunate to be able to, to make that choice. Uh, you know, not long vacations, but get away and spend some time, really get to know each other. Yeah. See, I think his, his me 15 minutes with his daughter is a secret weapon. <laughs> He's been hiding that. He just recently revealed this. And I know her, and she asks great questions. So when Brian comes in with these ideas, she's the one giving it to him. That's my theory. It's all McKenzie. It's all McKenzie. <laughs> I love that. Hey, and I, I appreciate that you pulling that out of vacations and time outside of the family home. Again, it's something that we're seeing people do less and less. And we're in a time right now when that's even less because of uh, of COVID. And I've got we're, – we're just to honor that, we're – uh, prepping for a vacation in June. We're going to fly 17 of the kids and significant others out to the beach and just, just to be away, just to have that. It's such mm -hmm. a vital, right. such a vital thing. Well, the third spoke here is mental. The things that you do to keep yourself mentally sharp, even beyond just knowledge, but the thing to keep yourself mentally healthy, stable, however you want to frame that. Well, I mean, the main thing is, is for me is how do I contribute? So I'm always looking for new ways, uh, new principles. I'm reading books and, 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 and trying to learn from others, get people to challenge me. So, so I, I start thinking differently in different ways, open my mind. Yeah. And so, so that's what I do. And, and when I'm, when I'm learning new things, then and I'm able to apply them, then I feel good. Brian, how about you? Well, you know, I've got kind of a strange answer to this maybe, but it works for me. I, again, when, you, when you're working sort of intensively and, and these days nobody really turns off their job, yeah. to have some just dedicated time, doesn't have to be a long time, half an hour, a couple hours, doing something completely different and really just focused on it. And for me, uh, that's cooking. I love to just sit in the kitchen and and uh, and make a good meal, and you just focus on that. You can put your your energy there, and you know it's got some benefit because you get to be with your family. Uh, you know, once it's it's complete, involve your family in it. But um, yeah, for whatever reason, that's that's always sort of kind of re-energized me. That is, I've never had that answer, and yet I <laughs> I closely align. That's I love it. I go home every yeah. day. I probably. Uh, 60, 70% of the time I cook for our, we got a big family and yeah, I love doing that. As a matter of fact, today's uh, lunch is leftover lasagna. I never made lasagna before from scratch. So, so there you go, but it is, there you go. A, I, I appreciate the mental break from it and the challenge of it. Well, how about financial? And this is one, you know, you guys are involved with so many people and you know, as the stories in the book 
talk about so many people who came from hard places and are now, you know, succeeding. So whether it's your personal financial habits or the ones that you even espouse most or see as benefit, I'll let you address that either way you want to. Well, I, I think you can tell this by by our practice here. We we reinvest 90 percent and have ever since I've been here uh, 60 years, uh, 90 percent of our earnings back in the business. And so and that's the way I am. I, I don't spend any. My my wife likes to spend some money, but I mean, she's not bankrupting us or anything. <laughs> But that's what she enjoys, shopping. I hate shopping myself. Uh, so I don't spend a lot. So I invest what we need to live on. I invest all of this in stand together and other yeah. philanthropic activities. And so, so, and I've never wanted to be in debt. So I've always uh, wanted to save and so on. Yeah, I think, you know, you might imagine Charles and I are in a little different financial situation. Maybe, yeah. Uh, but the uh, the principle here that's always sort of helped me is this notion, um, entitled to nothing and grateful for everything. Hmm. And if you kind of apply that to the way that you think about your right. finances, you um, you know, you do you do uh, you do just find whatever your situation is. Uh, that could be a show title right there. Entitled for nothing to nothing, grateful for everything. Um, spiritual is, is this next spoke. What do you, where is that land in your life? What are you doing on a habitual basis just to address that side of life? Well, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very spiritual in the, and, and the way I manifest this stuff, uh, I believe that God reveals himself through the orderly harmony of what exists. So I believe all of these, there are laws of nature that create this, this, uh, this order, and those are God's laws. Mm -hmm. And and it's we break them into compartment. Well, here's the law of physics. Here's the law of chemistry. Here's the law of economic. Here's the law of morality. Laws of psychology. No, they're all the same. They come from the same source. They're all interrelated. So my purpose. Ever since I, I got on this track for the last 60 years has been to understand God's laws and apply them. And, and I mean, it's like what Karl Marx says. He said philosophers try to understand the world. The purpose is to change it. Now, my 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 way of changing it a little different than his. But but that's the way I've always felt when I've learned one of these laws. I, I want to live by it. And not just practicing in business, but practicing raising our children and philanthropy in everything and and practice this and then help others find the, the way and and try to understand and live by God's laws and 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 help each other. Yes. Just just the things we've been talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Brian. Yeah, you know, I I um I've thought a whole lot about this, um, but I'll give you a real simple answer. My, you know, I find my my center, you call it spiritual, call it call it what you will, really in my relationship with other people, mm -hmm. and so that starts for me with family, and then it expands to friends, to colleagues, to to really anybody that you meet uh, 
you know, in your interactions. Yeah. So the way we talk about that in our family is love. Yeah. And, you know, so you practice love and respect and, and the world tends to work out uh, well, not just for you, but for others. Well, and I appreciate seeing that come out in, uh, in the work that you do as well. You are listening to The Ziggler Show in this Habits episode with Charles Koch and Brian Hooks. Next, I ask them about their habits for their healthy careers, right after I share some great products and services with you. The, the sixth book here is career, and this one is you know, vocation business. And most people just like you guys on the show have achieved a uh, high level of success in what they do. So looking at what are some of the, the historic routines, habits that you have relied on to keep your career where you want it to be, that you have seen uh, create success in your career? Okay. The key for me is to say I have, I have a very narrow range of gifts and I discovered at an early age for math and, and other abstract concepts. So what I'm good at in business or anything is thinking, okay, working on what, what should our vision be? What are strategies? Uh, what, uh, how do we, what is our, our philosophy? How do we deal with, with various groups? All of these conceptual things. And then, I, as I said before, I need to succeed. I need to partner with people who we share vision and values, but they have different capabilities. So that's what I try to do is find people who are good at all the other things that I'm not so I can focus where I can make the greatest contribution. And that's and so when we were a small company, I had to do more things. And so we had a lot more failures because I was doing things I was no good at. So the first thing I would do, okay, I got to find somebody I can work with. It may not even be employee. It may be. Uh, a lawyer or a financial right, person right. that can help me on on this or that or or an HR person, and uh, and so that's where I've been blessed is to be able to do that. And and our our team is really good at. It. I said, don't bring me in everything just when it's a subject that you you know where I can contribute and and I can't. Just bring me in where I can contribute because I don't want to waste your time and mine by by coming in there and, and making things worse. Well, which is a great message for this audience. You talked, we talked to all, all of us in the first show together about gifts and the, the necessity, the power of knowing your gifts. And you've multiple times said that you have a very narrow range of gifts. Uh, obviously you've got great proficiency in those, but that you stay in there where it's kind of staying in your lane in essence, and then delegating the rest, which for the entrepreneurial crowd, you know, is a challenge, but is so important. And, uh, I think it's a, a maturity that we all realize at some point. Right. Right. So the, I think, I mean, it's, you, it's critical to know what you're good at. But it's just as important to know and accept what you're not good at. Hmm. And we've had so many talented people here in the company who wouldn't admit they weren't good at what they thought was a shinier object, a shinier role. And, and so they ended up failing. Yeah. And, and it ruined, in many cases, ruined their lives. Where if they just focused where they were really good, they could have been very successful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Brian, you've got uh, a little less experience than he does, but what are you doing to keep your career where you want it? 
Well, look, I, I feel like I'm, uh, I'm one of the luckiest guys in the world. I, I got, I, to my mind, one of the best jobs you could imagine, right? I get to work with every single day people who are way smarter than me, hear their ideas, and my job is to help them to realize their ideas, turn them into, into reality. And if you'd asked me 20 years ago when Charles and I met if this is what I'd be doing right now, I mean, no way I would have told you that. So, you know, my, my, my lesson to myself is, um, you know, always work as hard as you can at, at what you, you've got to do in front of you um, rather than sort of thinking about what comes next. But also always be open to, uh, to the opportunities that, that that hard work creates. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Last one here is personal. And this is really a behind the scenes, the things that I find, again, people who have achieved success also know how to take care of themselves. They know what fills them. Uh, in essence, Charles, you talked about playing, you know, golf. What are the things that you do just on the personal side of life? Uh, Brian, you talked about, you know, cooking and whatnot, but what are the things that you do, whether you want to call it hobbies, interests, self-care, just personal interests that, help make you the best you you can be? Well, I, I, uh, when I was younger, I played rugby. I loved doing that. <laughs> I mean, that was, that was, unfortunately, my body got smashed pretty well, so sure. I, I had to give that up. Uh, but, well, I enjoy, but what turns me on the most is when I see somebody we've been working with and that and that gets these ideas these principles and they're transformed and then i get to visit with them and see how they did it and that's the most thrilling thing to me is to see the power of these ideas and how it didn't just transform my life yeah. but it transformed these people that we've worked with and we care about Beautiful. See, now you're going to make my answer seem a lot smaller. But I'll, I'll, <laughs> Mine would have been too. That's okay. I won't, I won't try to one-up you. My, my, my answer is... Well, I'm a nerd, so you're, you're more a normal person. So we'll, see, we'll see about that. My answer is music. Oh, beautiful. Music. There's nothing, nothing like sitting back and listening to a, a, a great album to really kind of refill the well. You and I need to spend an evening together cooking and listening to music because that's Let's what most, that's what most nights are. I always have that to look forward to. My family's around and we've got music playing and uh, and we're cooking. Uh, yeah, well, no, and I, I love music, but I like like my son plays a guitar and he's yeah. he's had a band. He's in a band and and he, he likes the instrumental part. I like the the uh, the lyrics. Yeah. And those with a message, yeah, like uh, like uh, Bob Dylan's "Forever Young." Yeah, you read the words in that, and I have all, a book of all his songs. Right. He had great insight in the human condition. So many of his songs really show great insight, but that one is my favorite, and that I think that song could be the theme song for "Stand Together." Yeah. That's right. Yeah. For every young, I, I mean, I, it is it is so beautiful, yeah. and so I love songs like like that. Well, I'm gonna let the world know that Charles Koch is a Bob Dylan fan. They may not put those together naturally. <laughs> you got it. Uh, got thank it. you guys. Thanks for the behind the scenes look into what makes you uh, what makes you tick, what gives you the success that you have. Uh, it's a gift. I appreciate the time with both of you. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks. Good, great discussion. Appreciate it. Take care. 
so insightful to hear from different generations, different socioeconomic levels, and yet shared values. I encourage you to check out Charles Koch and Brian Hook's book, Believe in People. You can get it wherever you buy books. Coming up in episode 858, I play a clip from Zig Ziglar on personal discipline from which I posted this question to Ziglar listeners. What is a healthy habit or personal discipline that started as a chore, drudgery, negative, and today is a joy, a pleasure, a positive? Really amazing to hear all the things people cited from exercise and eating healthy to thinking positive about a spouse. Uh, you can join Tom Ziglar and me as we talk through these comments. Just find me on Facebook. My personal page is Agent K Miller, uh, and my business page is Kevin Miller CO. Love to have you giving your feedback to these questions as well. Till then, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.